Race alarmist. Michelangelo's creation of man is white supremacist. Oh, here we go again. Finally, somebody said it. <laughs> I thought I was over thinking that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. We've got some uh, journey for you there. I'm just kidding. That's Kiss. You can tell because they look like perverts. Ah, I'm not kidding. They really did look like perverts back then. Anywho, welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. Great show for you today. Give me a little bit shorter on the shorter, shorter, shorter side. But uh, thank you for being here. It is a beautiful day here in Dallas, Texas, the Shell Shock CBD HQ. Um, starting off the day on a very good note, got to the gym, got it in, was able to do some cardio, hit some chest, uh, had an old guy butt naked telling me about how he can't stand scammers calling his phone while he's sitting there in front of me, like butt ass naked, just like making it very, very awkward. And I'm like, you get a, you get a, you can put some clothes on there, buddy. Like you want a towel, you want a towel? Just once again, like, I, you know, how do you take that? Is that that they're just very secure in their sexuality and things like that don't bother them? Or is it one of those of like, like, I, I don't, is that, that's a generational thing. Yeah, you just reach that point where you just don't care anymore. I, is it that? Is I it, guess. Is I, it I age? Like, is it an age thing if you just stop caring? Or is it that generation, how they were raised? Because you would think they'd be more homophobic than anybody else out there. Versus we're a more contemporary, modern, tolerant society now. But seeing another dude naked in the shower doesn't make you gay. But it's like one of those things. You don't go walking around naked, though, because it's just 
freaking weird. I'm just not going to lie on that one. Like, you just yeah, fine. Just like change. You don't need to yeah, 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 have yeah. a parade, walk over to the scale. <laughs> Marching band. Yeah, just dry off, get dressed, and move on. Look, hell ye, hear ye, hear ye. Behold my mighty penis. Yeah, I, I just don't see the, uh, I, don't, I don't see why men do that. Do women do this? Do women, like ladies in the, in the chat, um, do y'all deal with older ladies like butt naked trying to have converse, full-blown conversations with you? Or is this just a guy thing? Is this a guy thing? Like, don't, stop. Stop doing it. It's just weird. At, at anything, put a towel on. It's just, I don't know. Do women don't have, women don't have this problem. It's gotta be like an older guy. It's like, I just don't care. I don't know. I just want somebody to touch it. If not, look at it. That's all I care about. Just take a peek. Just take a peek. That is a dude thing. Okay. All the ladies in the chat are uh, saying that's definitely a dude thing. I don't personally get it. Put a towel on, dude. Cover the twig and berries. Nobody wants to look down there. Like, stop. It's just there. It's there. Not real sociable in the gym. I have my earbuds in. I try not to be either. I don't like to talk to people. Yeah. Well, you know what sucks? It's like, this was in the locker room, though, thankfully. Otherwise, a grown-ass man naked in the main room would be pretty awkward. Um, cops would probably be involved. But no, this one is just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like those people. Like, I do socialize at the gym with people I know because that's, like, kind of our, our meeting ground. But that's before we go onto the floor and start lifting. During the lift, it's like, eh, do the conversation here and there. But it's like, headphones in, focused, trolling on Twitter. You know, important stuff, important stuff, so... But yeah, no, I, I can't stand that. And then I, I I can't even imagine what it must be like to be a woman in the gym that be like always getting hit on by dudes like mid set. It's like, would you fuck off? Like, would you just leave me alone so I could at least work? Like, I get that because dudes would be the same way. It's like if we're really focused, really in the zone, really trying to get it in, get that pump, get that lift. And you've got some annoying person just nonstop. It's like, dude, that's why I think the, uh, the resting bitch face is so effective. I do. Yeah, I think that. So, yeah, just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. No, but I actually felt bad for this guy because he had on speakerphone. It's some Indian dude trying to scam him. And he's really nice. Like, look, could you guys, I've told you four times, please remove me from the list. I can't. I just, I don't want your stuff. And I feel bad for this guy. But it's like, you know, that's the demographic they go after. They're elderly. They don't know any better. They're very kind. They're very polite. And they take advantage of it. Yeah. And the guy's kind of like, I understand that, but would you kindly listen to something? And he's like, uh, yeah, go ahead and play it. And the guy reads him a spiel, and it's clearly is a scam artist. And the guy's just kind of like, look, I'm trying so hard to be nice, but I'm going to have to hang up on you now. Bye-bye. And I'm like, dude, I'd have told him to eat buckshot. Like, eat buckshot and then make your family eat buckshot too, you worthless sack of shit. Like, just be merciless with these people. Because they're not human beings. They're just not. If you're a telemarketer, you're subhuman. You are. Let's just, let's, let's, can we acknowledge that? If there was a, yeah. a, a subgroup of people to enslave, it'd be them. I'd be okay with that. It's like, yeah, you're now, um, you're our cooks. You're going to be our cooks. You're going to be our, our janitors, whatever. You could clean the streets. Yeah, telemarket that, you ass wipes. Yeah. Was that a little over the top? Yeah. No? Just enough? Okay, fair enough. Went easy on him. Went easy my, on him. In my yeah. opinion. Death. Death penalty. Oh, uh, all joking aside, uh, which state was it? I just I just listened to this on the radio. Um, was it Pennsylvania that has now passed the death penalty for pedophiles? Is it? I, Pennsylvania. Some One state just did. It made the news, which was like, well. Didn't sound like something Pennsylvania would do. I don't know. I forget. Let me. I'd have to look this up. Chat, check me on this, please. 
And if you haven't done so, hit the like button and uh, share it. Greatly appreciate that. Is it Idaho? No, it wasn't Idaho. Was it? I could have swore it was one of those P states. Pennsylvania, um, Pode Island, Poo York. <laughs> was it Idaho? People are saying Idaho. Good for them. The uh, potato people. Good for them. Death to pedophiles. I agree with this. What took them so long? It is, yeah. Locker room pillow fights. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Death penalty for pedophiles. Dude, love it. Love it. Less kid diddling. More pedophile p- kill- killing. There we go. Had to make a rhyme. Had to make a rhyme. Sounds like a Florida, Texas thing too, right? I don't know if we have that in Texas. I could have swore we did. Sounds like something. Uh, so you remember Bill Mitchell, right? Yeah. Bill Mitchell on Twitter kind of looks like an aging lesbian. He's pretty bad. <laughs> so there was a Twitter space he was invited to last night that I, I, I gayfully took pride in. Not the, hi, but like, I'm really excited to be here. I'm super happy about this because I do not like Bill Mitchell. Not the simple fact that he's, he's a Trump guy now. It's that this guy flip-flops more than anybody else I've ever seen in my entire life. So he goes into this Twitter space, and he is getting absolutely wrecked. And I'm in the queue to basically ask him some questions. And I have, I have a lot of questions for him. It's like, number one, why are you gay? Number two, it's like, you sit there and you flip-flop for DeSantis, for Trump, for DeSantis. Like, you have said things like, you're all in for DeSantis, and if he doesn't win, you're going to delete your account. You've called Trump demonic numerous times. And it's like, so if you're saying that in the primaries, all bets are off, it's ammunition, it doesn't matter what gets said, everybody's going to say everything, but once the primary is over, now we can unite. It's like, then why would anybody ever take you seriously to begin with? So what you're saying is that you're going to lie, you're going to cheat, you're going to misrepresent your feelings, the truth, whatever, for the sake of winning against the other side. It's like, what if you were just honest in your opinion? Be a better way to go, I think. Right? It's like, that's why I can't stand Bill Mitchell's. This guy is a liar. He's a charlatan. He's a grifter. I've challenged him. Debate me. Come on the show and debate me one-on-one. These guys have gotten it wrong, though, since 2015. This guy's been a moron. Ever since 2015, yeah. they've, they've gotten it all wrong. All these journalists and reporters. Oh, he talks about how like he, he helped Trump get elected in 2016. He's like, MIT did a thing of most influential people on Twitter. And it's like, okay, Bill, I can easily debunk that. You know how much of the voter base is actually on Twitter? Not many. Even I'll concede to that. Not many. So if you're very prevalent on Twitter and you influence a lot of people, that's fine. You probably had a small level of influence in the 2016 election. It's like, but you certainly didn't get him elected. You didn't even come close to that. I didn't know who this dude was until I got back on Twitter. I'd seen this guy vaguely years ago. And it's like, he looks like that, uh, that 1980s fake uh, DJ with the, the glasses on. That's it. Yeah. That's who that guy reminds me of. He's a nerd. Yeah, he does. But now he's got like his white hair. And, you know, it's interesting that when somebody comes into your life that eventually also comes into your crosshairs because the dumb things they say, you do a little digging. Bill's got some skeletons. Bill did a GoFundMe back in 2019 to move his Your Voice America from Florida to D.C. because he needed to be closer to the action to make acquaintances, all this other stuff, which actually, you know, if we didn't have shell shock and the podcast was our primary thing, we should probably do the same. We would probably have to go to D.C. because that's where that's where the action's at. That's where you got to be. But thank God we don't have to do that because I don't want to do that because D.C. sucks ass and it's expensive. But either way, it is a beautiful state, though. I will say this. Or a beautiful. Uh, yeah, it is. It's Washington, D.C. is it's actually really beautiful. Uh, all the monuments. But either way, well, Bill Mitchell raised a GoFundMe 
to move from Florida to D.C. Now, far be it from me. I have never asked anybody for money on any platform. I have never promoted my own GoFundMe, never done it. It's always been a bartering system of I'm going to provide you a service, a good, a product, and you're going to pay for said product, good, or service, and you get what you pay for, which is the basis of capitalism spawned from mercantism, okay? I threw that last part in there to make myself sound intelligent. It did sound very intelligent. Scoot over, Glenn Beck. Hey, <laughs> you nerd. No, it actually did come from mercantilism back in the Renaissance period. If you look at the history of capitalism, where it came from, it's a very interesting lineage. But either way, either way, Bill Mitchell does this GoFundMe to move his residency and apparently his studio. I don't know what your studio is. You have a green screen. You always wear a suit. You've got a webcam. That's literally it. I've got the same setup in my bedroom, and it cost me about 1500 bucks. You don't have to move to D.C. To what, or whatever. So he had, to, he had to move his quote-unquote studio, which was just his entertainment center, I guess, just to give you perspective. So anyway, he raises almost $15,000. His goal was 15000 I think he raised like fourteen point two. That was the goal he set for himself. Now, keep that in mind. So months go by, and Bill Mitchell posts a picture of his new condominium in Miami, not D.C., and so the posts or his tweets are still there and he's getting shredded in the comments. One person says, I thought you were moving to DC. And his response was, you guys didn't give enough. You didn't get me to 15. You only got me to 14.2. I can't afford to move there on that amount. It's like, well, you're telling me $800 is going to make or break your move. You factored in number one, it does not cost that much to pick up and move from Miami or from Florida to DC. I moved all over this country. I'm telling you. Do they get to keep that money even though they don't reach their goal? Yeah. So he just cashed out and mm-hmm. that was cashed it. Cashed out, got himself a new uh, little Miami condo. Hey, Dr. Ryan, 2011, a new monthly supporter over on Rumble. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. You now get priorities and comments. Um, yeah, Bill Mitchell pulled that. So there's other things this Bill Mitchell has done. I like to call him Bill Michelle or Bill Switchell. I don't know which one. It's either or. This guy's such a nerd. And so he goes into this Twitter space. Now, granted, the Twitter space, it wasn't the best as far as how it was handled. There was a lot of talking over each other. It got a little crowded, but nobody was insulting Bill. Nobody was calling any names. It was just basically holding his feet to the fire on the things he literally had been tweeting. And it was showcased in the little jumbotron in the Twitter space, which I love the Twitter space. It's, it's a great way, a great platform for debate. But anyway, this guy then, after like 20 minutes, leaves the space, just rage quits. And then starts tweeting out about DeSantis supporters. It's some of the most loudest yet the smallest amount on Twitter. It's like, dude, it ain't just us now. MAGA doesn't want you either. You've, you've burned both of these bridges, dude. Don't sit there and try and now, you know, take this positioning of attacking MAGA, or excuse me, attacking DeSantis to get in with the good graces of MAGA. This guy is such a shill. He is such a shill that you would be willing to lie to so many people because all that dude does, all he complains about is his engagement on Twitter. It's like, oh, they're shadow banning me. They're throttling my reach. You got 400,000 people, dude. You know why? They're, they're, not, they're not doing anything to you. Your content just sucks ass. And you go out there and you engagement bait with the intent of engagement baiting. And people are smart enough to see right through it. They see right through your charade. It's pathetic. It is sincerely pathetic. Because, Bill... I've got an account that I just had to restart. It's got like 3,000. I get better engagement than you do. Why? Because I actually put out good content that originated out of my brain. 
not you who regurgitates somebody else's stuff. It's pathetic. So Bill Switchell, debate me, you coward. Unblock me on Twitter because he blocked me before and then he unblocked me, he blocked me again. Called him out. What a nerd. And then he blocked like almost everybody in the space. It's like, well, maybe that's why your engagement's going down, Bill. But now he's trying to- What's his background? I don't know. I don't know who- I need to do some digging on this guy. He he has like a ton of followers on Twitter, right? He's got like 400 something thousand. But again, if you look at his engagement though, I think he's bought a lot of them. His engagement is horrendous. So yeah, yeah, he's got 403,000. Oh, it's been dropping. It's been dropping. Ever since he went back to MAGA, people are unfollowing on both sides. Uh, Twage said, John, check his account on Social Blade to see if he bought followers. I don't even know what Social Blade is. Um, D. Ryan says, John, advice on attending city meeting as a parent that is about to trans in whatever bathrooms and locker rooms along with whatever sports they want to play in the school district. Calm, cool, and collected. Make your point with logical facts. Don't let them get a rise out of you. Um, reference common sense studies. Don't let them try and complicate you into this. Well, the studies say, the studies say like, no, the studies don't mean anything. Those are scientists. Those are activists parading around as scientists and the same with psychologists go in there. And here's the deal. Sound as rational and as logical as you can. And don't try to show yourself as being emotional. Um, there's a time and a place for that. But if it's your first time going, you know, they're going to look to see is like, number one, if this guy is emotional, they're going to view you in a sense of kind of like, okay, you can't even get basic control of your emotions. Do I want to listen to what this guy has to say? But if you can go up there and be calm, cool, and collected, I think your message will go over, over better. Also, rally people to your side, 100%. So, uh, is anybody else getting an echo? Sounds like Josh is my... Uh, is that, y'all hearing the echo? Is it the headphones again? I'm not sure. Anybody else get an echo in the chat? Rumble, let me know. Kick, what about you? Yeah. Sometimes it does. I don't know why. Nope, okay. No echo here? Okay. Kick says no. That's good. It's gone now. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Thank you for the feedback, guys. Um... All right, today's episode is brought to you by shellshockcbd.com. .com. If you're tired of listening to lesbians like Bill Mitchell with their just crappy hot takes bouncing from left to right, maybe try some Halo Delta 8 gummies. Why? Because they'll get you baked out of your brain so we can tolerate dipshits like that and the dumb things I have to say. Good Lord. Good Lord. <sighs> oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Uh, breaking word is that Michelle Obama is not running. Yeah. There's, it's, it's like basically saying she doesn't want to deal with politics. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't blame her. Heard it a while ago. I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to either. You've already been drugged through eight years of that. You know, think about this from her position. I don't know if like her and, you know, old Barry are still in love or not. If that's just a charade like, you know, Trump and Melania's wedding. <laughs> their their marriage is complete sham. You know, those two are like, she's like one more impeachment away from like, I'm done with your ass. Like, this is ridiculous. The only thing so? is, oh, dude, come on. She is not affectionate towards him whatsoever. The other day when he walked into, forget where it was, and Vivek Ramaswamy's right behind him, they're holding hands, and Melania is like behind Trump, not to, now she's also in the past, she hasn't been a very, very affectionate person, but that also could be because, you know, she just doesn't like Trump. I mean, how would you, how would you think somebody would feel, how would you think your wife would feel if you're having to deal with constant attacks of E. Jean Carroll, um, and not that she thinks he's guilty, which she probably does, because, you know, this guy's admitted to talk about, you get to grab him by the pussy. They just she, love it. If she hasn't left him by now. She's not going to. She's not, yeah, going, she's not going to. Yeah, she's not going to, yeah. I mean, clearly oh, the guy cheated on her over. Uh, he's, this you is think she ever marriage? cheated on him? Tw- think she ever cheated on him? 
I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she did. You know, I mean, it wouldn't take much. It's Donald yeah. Trump. He's kind of he's kind of <laughs> obese. I mean, he's got the money, but it don't make you yeah, doesn't make you a good pipe layer. That's Mario. Yeah. Either way, the only thing I care about: secure the border. Energy independence. That's all you ever care about, I know, Josh. That's it. That's I don't care. Ever, what if, what if RFK ran on that? Because he is. Do you trust him? No. Yeah. Do I, I trust Trump? No. But Trump <laughs> did do it, though. No, he didn't. He didn't close the border. Uh, he didn't. Border crossings weren't at an all-time low under his presidency? No, they weren't. Look it up. Oh, I thought it was like at a 50-year low or something I don't know. Like I'm that. just trying to bust your ball. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought we the were deportations didn't happen, though. Deportation? That they deported something. He was securing the border. Obama deported but, more. I mean, he didn't have a magic wand. He had to go through the channels of government to try to make it happen, right? Yeah, of course. So. But he couldn't make it happen because from 2016, 2018, holy trifecta. But they did start constructing the wall down there. He was doing it. They put part of the car together. We got you a wheel. We got you a wheel. You'll Everybody be able to drive in government eventually. Has to participate <laughs> to make these things happen. I agree. I'm so. not saying that it's not true, but you've also got to be able to unite people. And if you can't unite people, then you're kind of worthless. It's the whole checks and balances thing. But either way, Michelle Obama is talking about that she's not going to be running. Who does that leave? They can't be running Biden. They just, I'm sorry. They cannot be running Joe Biden. This guy is a vegetable. Vegetable. It, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. He is, he is, I honestly, and I'm not saying this, um, for like the sake of like hyperbole, I'm being legitimate when I say I don't think he's going to live another four years. I think this guy, he's almost done. Yeah. Because he just, he shows all the symptoms. Did you see that that video they put out of him? Oh my God. Having man. dinner? Yeah. Oh my God, bro. Forced. For, it was like so uncomfortable. Brought a bucket of fried yeah, chicken. <laughs> This guy's just so out of it. And all you can do, it's, you know, it's like a train wreck. All you can do is just watch and be like, I know. what it's, the hell? This, like, is well, like, this is super uncomfortable to watch. This is a very weird version of the Truman Show. I'll put it there. Yeah, it really <laughs> it's is. a very weird version of the Truman Show. So we're watching this guy just slowly die in front of us and like, where's Joe wandering to today? Joe was found in the White House garden, butt naked. Yeah, that's, that's where it's headed. People think... Um, People think it's going to be Newsom. I, you know, after he got creamed by DeSantis, I don't think it's going to be Newsom. I yeah. don't think it's going to. There is another. There is a Democrat running, by the way, against Biden. I forget his name. He's picking up some popularity. I, I don't know if he's going to get it. Also, I saw that Tulsi Gabbard had a meeting with Trump. Oh, really? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I don't think he's going to ask her, though. You don't think so? No. No, she hasn't. Trump surrounds himself with loyalists. That's Trump's thing. She's not a loyalist. And also Tulsi, and I know Tulsi, so it's one of those things of like, she's come around to the Second Amendment, but the more socialist-based programs, I don't know if she's still where she was before. I um, think in theory that all, like universal health care, yeah. everything free, everybody gets it, but people are so corrupt yeah. that it's impossible for it to work. I agree. I agree. Impossible. But she was one of the more... Oh, how would you say it? Um, one of the more open-minded Democrats. Like, she would actually do bipartisan negotiation. I did respect that about her. Some of her views I don't agree with. But I don't think Trump uh, is going to ask her. The names, again, that are floated are Christy Noam and then um, <clears throat> Tim Scott. Tim Scott, yeah. I think I we'll heard see. Uh, Ben Carson, too. 
Yeah, I had heard that. I think that was from you that I heard that far. I don't know. Could be. No, but nobody really knows. You know, ultimately, Trump does want to secure the black vote on this one. I could see him picking either or. It's going to help him with that. Um, Christy Noam, he might have to pick her, though, because he's not polling well amongst uh, female voters on either side. It's like, well, you know, go figure. But... I don't know. Nobody really knows yet. So yeah, everybody likes Ben Carson. How could you not like that guy? Ben Carson. Yeah, I, you know, Ben Carson's thing though is he's kind of like he's known, but he's not very well known for his policy. Like, what are his policy positions? Like, I really don't know. I've never really heard him go in depth on them. You know, we just we, we he comes in. He's kind of like a um, what could be a comparison? He's just one of those guys that come in and he says very generically true things that I agree with. It's like, it, it's like, yeah, that's, that's true. But when it comes into actual policy, I don't know where he stands. I would assume he's pro-life. Yeah. I would assume, I would assume he's small government, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to see his positioning on the second amendment. I want to see his positioning on a lot of these things, the border, these foreign wars. I, I don't think I've ever heard his, uh, yeah. his stance on uh, the second amendment or so, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I think he would be more America first than anything else. I know I he know. had, know. like he made his claim to fame, uh, at that prayer breakfast when Obama was still in office. I don't remember that. What happened? He he really filleted uh, Obama during his administration. I forget the... I mean, this was a while ago, but... Oh, I didn't know that. Shortly after that, he was audited, <laughs> surprisingly uh, You enough. told me about that, yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, by the way, um, started a series last night. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, it's the one that Tom Hanks and... Sex in the City? Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. Mr. Big. Uh, no, it's uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. It's Masters of the Air. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. It's by Apple. It's actually... Uh, it's no Band of Brothers, because if, if you remember, Tom Hanks and Spielberg did Band of Brothers. I believe they did The Pacific. Both of them, very good miniseries. And then they're doing this one. I've got up to, like, episode four. Now, graphics, top-notch. Um, acting horrible. Sorry. Um, I, I just felt like the actors they got were nothing but pretty boys. Nothing about these guys, like kind of represented the tougher generation, the greatest generation. It was just all pretty boys. And uh, I said, I don't know, man, but the storyline is good. It's, I'm not sure how accurate it is. You know how Hollywood gets, they try and, um, embellish a lot of things, but it talks about the dangers of being in the Army Air Corps back in the day on the uh, Flying Fortresses. Um, and it was actually, it was very good. It was very good. So, I, like I said, I'm up to episode four. Highly encourage you to watch it. It takes about an episode or two to get into it. Um, but, dude, just the the things they dealt with, like the things that you wouldn't think about at such a high altitude in those Flying Fortresses of the B-1 bombers. Um, bro, they had to be buttoned up, like, in clothing because it shows in one scene, I'm not going to give anything away, but one scene, um, they're at such a high altitude, and I didn't realize this, that one of their uh, 50 cals jams, the guy can't get a grip on it, takes his gloves off, and his hand freezes to the machine gun, he has to rip it off, and it off comes the skin on his hand. It's like, and they also said, like, sometimes they'd get so cold they'd have to pee, and said, but if they peed on themselves, it would freeze. So it, it, it was crazy. The, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, dude, I don't know. Hmm. Nuts. Nuts. But uh, really, really good series, though. But like I said, I'm being nitpicky, but the actors they got, it's like, dude, you don't look like you would ever shoot a Nazi. You look like you'd maybe want to date one, but not shoot one. Like, you just got that look about you. I don't know. 
Maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, drawing your mom in the chat just literally talked about the same thing. Same thing, because uh, I forget what altitude they were flying at. It was way over 10,000. Way over 10,000, so. But all right, let's get to the news, folks. Let's get to the news while you're here. Certainly not my devilishly good looks. It's Josh's good looks. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Stop, but go on. Race alarmist. Michelangelo's creation of man is white supremacist. Oh, here we go again. Finally, somebody said it. <laughs> I thought I was the only one thinking that, to be honest with you. <laughs> you said what? I thought I was the only one thinking that, to be honest with you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, that white supremacist. That son of a bitch, Michelangelo, you racist whore. <laughs> Racist whore. <laughs> Finally, somebody said it. Well, uh, Robin D'Angelo, this is why women are just such an annoyance sometimes with your emotions and your feelings. It's always a woman with some dumb, stupid take like this. It's always a stupid liberal woman. Like you, you just the dumbest group of individuals I've ever seen in my life. Like if there was anybody that needed more misogyny in their life, it's them. They need men to actually dick them down the right way and send them back to the kitchen and pregnant to shut the hell up because your takes are so stupid. They're stupid. You cause drama everywhere you go where it's not even needed. Not even needed. These women are retarded. You are retarded. The fact is, though, the only thing you're attracted to are these liberal beta douchebags that probably cry after, like, giving you a three-pump chump, not really pleasing you. Like, I think, I really think that a lot of these women would be a lot better off if you got, like, screwed the way you needed to get screwed. Because instead, it seems like you have all this pent-up energy and aggression, and you take it out on everybody else for the dumbest reason. Case in point, Robin D'Angelo. But this also kind of does not work in her favor because she's ugly. She's an uggo. So no dude wants to bang her. Now, I know that's a very watered-down, stupid take on that, but wouldn't it be funny if it was true? Could be. Could be. Maybe she's just not getting the pipe. I'd believe it. I believe it too. Robin D'Angelo, the woke white author of White Fragility, has called Michelangelo's painting of the creation of man in the Sistine Chapel an icon of white supremacy. Oh, this is good. D'Angelo recently spoke with Jalon Johnson on his Not Your Ordinary Parts podcast in which she slammed Michelangelo's portrayal of God creating Adam as white supremacist. The single image I use to capture the concept of white, white supremacy is Michelangelo Sistine Chapel, God creating man, she said. And that's why liberal women are retarded. You could have went with burning cross. You could have went with lynching black people back in the early 1900s in the slavery era. You could have went with black people in cages with, you know, chains around them, collars around their necks getting whipped. But no, you decided to choose old Mikey's Sistine Chapel. That... That is what smacks of white supremacy to you. That's what does it, right? Forget the actual racism. Forget the actual slavery. It's a painting that a Italian dude made for the Pope some hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, and that is white supremacy to you. Man, your artist lens is very interesting. I would actually love to go to an art museum with you and get your opinion on what a piece means to you because I'm pretty sure every painting, it could be solid black and you're going to say white supremacy. White supremacy. 
You know where God is in a cloud and there's all these angels and he's reaching out and he's touching? I don't know who that is, David or something? And God is white and David's white and the angels are white? That is the perfect convergence of white supremacy, patriarchy, right? She added, okay, fair enough. Let's go the opposite way then. What if it was all black? Is that black supremacy? Or maybe it's because it was majority white in that country when they painted that. And also there was still slavery. So of course you're not going to include black people. But I'm pretty sure they were just like, oh, we're going to make it nothing but whites because screw the darkies. I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. The dumbest thing. I've, and this, again, it's a stupid woman. It's a stupid woman. The perfect convergence of white supremacy and patriarchy. I mean, it's in the Bible that a woman will be humble and silent before her husband. Maybe that's why nobody wanted to put a ring on yours. I don't know. Maybe because you won't shut the hell up. I mean, just look at her. White fragility. White fragility. Bitch, the only reason you have rights is because men let you have rights. That's the only reason. And look how well that's worked out for us. I'm <laughs> just saying. Oh, my God. I'm pissing everybody off today. I really don't care. I really don't care. It's pathetic. You know, it's smart on her part to be able to get money out of oh, liberals, yeah. oh yeah, guilting them into giving. Mm -hmm. She is the epitome of the guilt-tripping white liberal that's going to make you feel bad for being white. What you did being white doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. You just you should feel guilty for being white. Something that you had nothing to do with. You got to love it. I'm trying to find this one article I was looking at. Ah. I have to find it. Well, man, I called this one. I mean, quite honestly, you know, Stephen Wonder could have called this one. Rachel Dolzen, the uh, former NAACP chapter head that has the OnlyFans and is a teacher that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, she's been fired. No. <laughs> <laughs> kind of called that. It's like, yeah, once this gets out there, she's done. What did she think? That nobody would find out she's using her real name? Well, if anything, pictures now, of her giant head. Yeah. Well, if anything, now she's going to probably be raking it in hand over fist because Fox News is running another headline. Um, Rachel Dolzen, aka Nikechi Diallo, became infamous in twenty. We already read all this yesterday. Blah, 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 okay. Um, <clears throat> she was employed as an after-school uh, instructor at the Catalina Foothills School District in Tucson, but lost her job at Sunrise Drive Elementary after local news station KVOA. Revealed she had posted explicitly explicit content to an OnlyFans page. We only learned of Miss Nikki Diallo's OnlyFans media post yesterday afternoon. Her posts are contrary to our district's use of social media by district employees policy attached and our staff ethics policy. She was no longer employed by the Catalina Foothills School District. Julie Fairbank, the district had community. Dolza made national headlines. Okay, yeah, call that one. That wasn't hard. Nice. I mean, good. Good for them. Good. She shouldn't be working at elementary school when you're doing OnlyFans. No. I don't think I'd want her around my kids. Hell no. Absolutely not. I don't think I'd want her around my kids anyway. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. You try and... You know, I never understood the issue that, that liberals took with her. She tried to be black. Follow my logic here. And see if anybody in the chat can try and explain this to me, please. Please, if you could, explain this to me. You got no problem with a dude chopping off his pecker and saying he's a woman. And then you say, he's a woman. This weirdo says she's black. 
But no, she can't do that because why? You can't impersonate a black person? That makes no sense. I, I don't get it. I can chop off my wiener and sit there and say I'm going from John to Joanna. You have to respect my pronouns and liberals will eat this up. You'll buy into this. This idea, this notion that whatever I claim to be, I am, I can be. I am non-binary. I'm polyamorous. I'm gendered Z, Z, that whatever. And you be, you believe this, you buy into it. It's like, you're just being who you are. You were born this way. But this bitch just wants to be black. And they're like, oh, hell no. We don't want no cracker in our blackness. No. I don't understand this. This logic, this, this level of rationale doesn't make sense to me. You accept guys pretending to be girls, but a girl that wants to pretend to be black, oh no, that's over the line. We can't have that. That's too much. Like these lines, these, these boundaries, it's like a never-ending cycle of kind of like these just revolving gates. That's all it is. Like your boundaries are all over the place. You have none. You've got none. Zero. It's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> but apparently she lost her job. And she's, then she's busy on her OnlyFans, though. She, she was just on there 20 minutes ago. So I had to look at it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's got it all set up. Uh, well, of course she does. And you see, Josh just proves the point. She's got over, How many other dudes are yeah. going to go over there looking over there? Yeah. She's got over 207 videos, over 560 pictures. Did you subscribe to her OnlyFans? No, you can see it. Oh, it's free? Or not? can't be free. Well, it's not free, but you could click oh, on it. Okay. They, had, they had a link on it, and oh, it yeah. takes you to her. In the Fox News article? Uh, no, this was, uh, this was on Google. Yeah. You see, they, pay, they pay for this. Yeah. I guarantee they pay for it. And they're going to make so much money. So much money. It's insane. Yeah. It looks like she's going to be a porn star here pretty soon, right? Oh, she already is. If you think about it, she's been selling her, selling herself. She pretty much all the, oh, already is. I don't know. She's not even good looking. No, she isn't. She's not even good looking. More of like a novelty thing, right? I, I don't even know what you call that. That's just uh, like a train wreck. It's like, you know, yeah. I can see some dudes like, I'll pay five bucks just to see this train wreck. Let's see how crazy and, and you know, how pathetically sad she's become. There's that. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy. God, I, 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 I just, I just don't get how anybody believes this schmuck. This guy comes out and he gives his first official endorsement. His first official endorsement. Have you seen this, folks? Have you seen who he endorsed? I mean, besides Trump. But his first official endorsement after backing Trump. Guess who it is? Laura Trump. Nope. Friend of the show, Junior Marjuski. Stolen Valor himself. I had the pleasure of listening into that space that was hosted on Twitter for uh, Chip Roy and Thomas Massey to do some fundraising. And Gates gets in there. Good old freaking clown Gates. Moron. What does he do? We need more people like Junior Majewski. You're talking about the dude that claimed that he was in Afghanistan, yet he was loading bags in guitar. Tried to give this implication of he was... He didn't want to talk about his service because it gave him PTSD of all the combat he saw loading planes and guitar. 
It's no different than Janae Perfectly Flaw's bullshit story of I served in combat. You were on a ship guarding a PX while airplanes flew sorties into Afghanistan. You didn't see combat, bitch. You didn't. But you you give this impression that you have. Why is that? Because you're ashamed and you're embarrassed of your service. That, by the way, you chose to do. You chose to serve in that capacity. So your guilt and your shame, that's self-imposed. Nobody made you feel that way but yourself. You allowed yourself to have your service minimalized. That's how weak you are. You weren't proud. It's like, I served and I'm proud of what I did. No, 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 no. That wasn't enough. You wanted to be with us, the trigger pullers, but you didn't have the balls to do it. So what do you do? You start lying to people. Yeah, I was in this. I was in it, man. I still have the audio recording of Junior Majewski embellishing his service. Still have it. And these people don't give a damn. They don't care. Vivek Ramaswamy, I got to tell you, man, a lot of people, I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people I used to respect in the political commentary spectrum have shown themselves to be complete tools because of this guy. Especially the libertarians, the libertarians. What a bunch of nerds. What a bunch of useless people. Well, you're not a real libertarian. When was the last time you guys ever won an election? Javier Malay? Well, that was in Argentina, bro. That wasn't America. You've got nothing. You've done nothing. You sit there and you bitch and you whine and you complain. Well, they're not libertarian enough. And then along comes Vivek Ramaswamy, who supported vaccine databases, supported the vaccines, supported the mask, big pharma bro, made billions off of biotech. The background that would worry anybody talks about how Trump was pathetic in his book. He cried on January 6th. He wants to ban social media for people under like 16 or 18. That's authoritarian. You know, very fundamental pillars of libertarianism in the sense of like the government overreach that suddenly they're just kind of like, well, you know, Paul, he's, he's, he's libertarian enough. He says a lot of things I like. I like hearing, which I'm kind of like, okay, well, that's what politicians do. Unless you're me, I'll tell you the things you don't want to hear, but it doesn't matter. I'm not running, so who cares? He says the things I like to say. Okay, well, then what does he have for proof that he would make good on the things he says? And like, well, literally nothing, because he said he didn't vote. Okay. And what do libertarians and what do Republicans do? They suck this dude up. Oh my, they love them, so Vivek Ramaswamy. They commentate on this guy. He goes in there. He's got the snake oil salesman voice. He says the things you want to hear, things that are clear and blatant lies, and what do we do? You just swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And what does he turn around and do? You back a stolen valor piece of shit like Junior Majewski. This fat, fake fucking combat veteran deserves to get his ass beat. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. In the veteran community, he is known as a coward and stolen valor. But guess what? Guess what, folks? Being that he backs Trump, all is forgiven. Oh, no, no. As long as he backs the orange god king, welcome in. Welcome into the cult of Trump. The fact that you lied about your service, intentionally misrepresented it, because you wanted votes, no different than what George Santos did. Might I add, who is Jewish? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. While sucking on some dick, degenerate. 
which honestly, I don't care. Live your life. But I wish conservatives would pick a lane. Either you're against homosexuality or not. What is the GOP anymore? But even still, I'll digress back to Vivek. This nerd who's been a Republican for like three fucking days comes out there and backs Merjewski. And what does MAGA do? Oh, yes, y'all, Merjewski. Oh, it's so good. It was just a hit piece. It was, it was just a hit piece. It, was, it wasn't true. You wonder how deep this goes? My buddy who runs the Stolen Valor page. Now, I'm not trying to talk shit on this guy, but he comes back to Twitter. I was like, okay, hey. He hits me up for some retweets. I was like, by the way, you might want to look into Junior Majewski. He's like, I'm on it. I see it trending. I hear nothing. It's been months. Nothing. He's outing everybody else. But when it comes to Majewski, no, not a peep. Even Stolen Valor. Said he was waiting for the phone calls with Merjewski. Look, bro, you can look over the video evidence. You can look at his DD-214. He lied. He lied. That's how pathetic it is, folks. GOP hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy on Wednesday threw his support behind Republican congressional candidate Merjewski in his bid to unseat Democratic Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur. Ramaswamy said he was endorsing Majewski to represent 9th Congressional District in Toledo, Ohio, because he is an American first patriot. No, he's a him first patriot. If there was ever a case for term limits, Marcy Kaptur is a perfect example, Ramaswamy said. He slammed the Republican establishment for bailing on Majewski in 2020 midterms after the mainstream media falsely reported that he had not won an Air Force medal that he had, in fact, won. Oh, oh, oh. wow. One medal. No, that's a misrepresentation. That is a gross misrepresentation, and you're lying about it. You're intentionally lying about it. This guy is stolen valor. He's a piece of shit. He admitted to me in a DM. He's like, yeah, I over-embellished. He's like, I know you did. And he runs from me. You should run, you fat coward. You should run from me. Let me catch you in the street, you little fat fuck. I'll gladly knock your teeth down your throat. You little putz. Can't stand you scum. You scum. That's what you are. And the fact that better men than you are pulling guns on themselves because they can't get the help they need because pieces of shit like you get all the attention and you try and misrepresent your service in such a way, you're disgusting. It should be you, not them. They're better than you. You fucking filth. Filth. And Rama swapping the rest of these pieces of shit, you just lap it up. Because as long as it's God, King, Emperor, Trump, we can overlook principles. We can overlook any of things, morals. What's, it doesn't matter. As long as they like Trump, good to go. Yeah, fuck this guy. It's a piece of shit. And fuck Vivek Ramaswamy. Pieces of shit. That's how pathetic you are. Better men than you killed themselves because the shit they actually went through Demons they had to fight every fucking day while you sat there and you loaded bags because you chose to. How pathetic are you that you would sit there and misrepresent your service in such a way? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. What? Are you, what, what? You pulled your back once when you loaded a fucking A bag onto a, what, a, a C-47? Is that, is that what set you off there, Majewski? You fat little shit? Fucking hate you. God, I hate you. I, can't, I don't want to read this anymore. I hate this guy. It's pathetic. 
And then, oh, I, I, I keep getting hit up on this. Brandon Herrera. He's a he's an influencer with the Black Rifle Nerds. He runs with that crew. I don't run with any of them. But either way, I don't know what his policies are. I don't know what he's running for. He's running for representative in Texas, I think. I don't know what he stands on. He says 2A absolutist. I don't know what that means anymore because everybody says that. And he's like, but! It's like, there's no buts. Either way, I don't hate the guy. But he makes a joke. He's on this podcast and he's like, you know, I'm not a veteran, but you know, I've, I've oftentimes thought about putting a gun in my mouth and everybody's like, oh, shit. and right now I'm getting DMS from fellow veterans. Now you listen to here, listen here, you little shits. It's time for some of you to man the fuck up. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. You joked about the most racist, disgusting shit while you were in the service. Well, we were under fire. We laughed about dead babies. We made rape jokes. We made all kinds of the most disgusting, dark humor imaginable. But this dude says, I'm kind of like a veteran. I sometimes think about putting a gun in my mouth. That crosses your line? Some of you forgot what it's like to fucking chew dirt and spill blood. You become so mentally fragile and weak that a joke like that, that's clearly a joke, sets your veteran senses off? I had a friend text me last night. I had to talk one of my friends down off a ledge because of that. Well, tell your friend he's a fucking pussy. He's a jerk. He's a joke. That said, that's not funny. Actually, yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And if that offends you, go fuck yourself. I don't care. I do not care. This idea that we've got to walk some kind of line of morality when it comes to humor, especially because veterans might kill themselves over it. Oh, my God. We literally drop bombs on babies over there. We've made jokes about this shit, but that, a joke, that's what sets you off and makes you suicidal? Or maybe you're just being an attention, an attention whore. Maybe it's that. Well, I can't take a joke, but I can murder motherfuckers for my country. Oh, that's too far. You bunch of fucking pussies. Seriously. And I'm sorry for the cussing. I don't normally, I'm not like, if you're the first time viewing, I don't normally cuss this much. But today is one of those days. What a, what a shit. What a stupid little shit thing to say. Oh, you can't joke about suicide. Uh, yes, the fuck we can, and I sure as fuck will. Why? Just to piss you off. Well, what about the people that killed themselves? Well, they're dead. They're not going to fucking hear it. Why do you think they care? Stupid. Fucking stupid. Veterans have become some of the biggest pussies out there today. Oh, don't say anything about that. They could kill themselves. Walk on eggshells. The same people that told the same racist fucking jokes. Sexist, misogynist, rapey, pedophile. Bro, we joked about everything. And I'm not going to sit there and apologize for it. We didn't mean it, but it's dark humor. Why? Because you're dealing with death every fucking day. Every day. Oh, I can't stand that. Veterans are some of the most weakest, weak-minded little bitches I've ever heard in my entire life. You want to bitch about everything. Say something that's contrary. Say that these road marches for suicide prevention don't do anything. They melt. Well, at least we're doing something. You are literally walking with a rucksack to prevent somebody from killing themselves, which does virtually fucking nothing. Nothing. And then for years, dudes like me would sit there and say, hey, the 22 push-ups a day is fucking stupid. You've got misdirected. You've been misdirected. This isn't doing anything. Well, it's bringing attention. It's bringing attention. Everything's bringing attention. Oh, did the suicide numbers go down? No, they didn't. Barely. Actually, they did. Barely. Barely. Not even noticeable. So I guess all the attention must have worked. Because that's what social media does. we got to bring attention to something for the span of like, eh, three weeks. 
Are we still hunting all the pedophiles down, by the way? Where, yeah. where, where, where's the Jim Caviezel movie? Where would the money go? Where's Tom Holland? Or Tom Holland? Whatever that guy's. Oh, oh, they're all frolicking, making more money, doing this activism that you see no results for. None. Fucking none. And then anybody that comes out and says, wait a minute, there could be something wrong on this. It's like, oh, you just hate him and you're jealous. Like, no, there's literally witnesses saying this guy was lying about some of the shit he was doing. Shouldn't we investigate? What, you just don't want to get, catch pedophiles? No, I actually do. I just don't want liars to get the attention and credit they don't deserve versus those that do. That's pretty simply explained. I don't know how else to break it down to you. I can't, I, I, I don't know how else to explain it to you. I don't speak fucking moron. If I did, I'd have a translator. They could translate. I'm like, oh, that's what he means. <laughs> Morons. Morons. That's like, that's like a day in my life, folks. You know how hard it is to be me sometimes? To be surrounded with so many fucking stupid people, knowing full well that I'm one of them? And how stupid does that make you? I'm an idiot. I know I'm an idiot. I'm smart enough to know I'm stupid. But some of you motherfuckers, dude, you live in this, this world, especially some of these veterans. Holy fuck me. That's why I don't like being around veterans. You know why? Because I'm pushing 40 years old. It's been almost 15 years. 15 years since I actually pulled the trigger in combat. And some of these motherfuckers, that's all they want to talk about still. It's like, no, dude, what else have you done? Well, remember that one time? No, I don't. I don't want to. I'm good. I moved on. I did what our grandfathers did. You come back, you start a business, you carve out your own life, and you seek happiness. It's not living in the past. You know, going back, I mean, it's every, every so often it's nice to kind of like look back on some of the fun things. But I swear to God, these dudes, you got to dress in your grunt style. You got to wear every fucking thing imaginable to remind yourself that you're a veteran because that's the only thing that you're accomplishing in your life. Why? Because quite honestly, it was easier. You had to work out. You get paid. You do three hots in a cot. You pull a trigger if you signed up for it and you go home. You can't fail. You're getting paid no matter what. Then you go to the civilian sector. It's like, oh, now, now it's different. A little bit more, a little more dicey. And suddenly people are like, well, you know, I don't really want to apply myself. Except for veterans that do and become successful, they hate on them. Whatever. Oh, I feel so much better. Make the veteran suicide jokes. Joke away. I don't give a shit. You're not going to offend me. I'm not going to personally make them. That's just my taste. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you shouldn't vote for Brandon Herrera. Fuck off. Fuck off. I thought you guys were combat veterans. You sound like a bunch of bitches to me. That's what you really sound like. Grow the fuck up. They're just words. Are Brandon Herrera's words going to make you eat a bullet? Really? Biden makes me want to eat a bullet. Not Brandon Herrera. I don't even, I'm not even paying attention to that dude's race. Trump lawyer Alina Haba on New York fraud verdicts. She says, I don't have high hopes. President Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, cast doubt on the outcome of the New York civil fraud trial against former President Trump, saying she thinks her client will be unhappy with the decision expected Friday. She knows they're going to lose. If I could file the appeal now, I would, Haba said in a Newsmax interview Wednesday. There's no surprises coming here. I'll be loud and booming right after the decision, she continued. I don't have high hopes. New York Attorney General Latita James sued Trump in 2022, claiming the former president falsely altered his net worth on financial statements to receive tax and insurance benefits for the Trump organization, various assets. 
She has argued it is evidence of fraud, while Trump has maintained there was no fraud. The trial ended in January after two months of testimony from 40 witnesses, including Trump, former lawyer, top executives, and the organization, and Trump's adult children, and the former president himself. Judge Arthur Engoron already ruled that, you know, this one, this one's kind of like, okay, bro, like, this is not like the defamation case. Like, yeah, you did defame her. But this one, it's like, I don't think I agree with this one. And Goron is a clear Trump hater. His wife got busted on Twitter for being a massive Trump hater. Shows clear extreme bias here. Now, this is also the trial, I believe, where Haba um, forewent a jury. Am I right? Like, she, she opted not to have a jury. I think so, yeah. Knowing full well who the judge is, doing some digging, you can clearly tell this guy's a freaking diehard New York liberal. So... This is kind of on Haba. You should have opted for a jury trial. You might have better chances. Maybe not the best, but certainly better than like placing your hopes and dreams into a liberal judge. What would you think was going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't not a, the smartest of moves. Didn't a jury award uh, that crazy lady $83 million? Yeah, but here's the thing, though. He did defame her. And the original was $83 wrong. $83 million. Seemed, I know. Seemed I know. Like a, uh, bro, I know. I know. Well, the other thing, though, he did it on the international stage. For the entire world, what's that valued at? I'm just playing devil's advocate on this one. What's that valued at? If you have someone like Trump that tweets out one thing and the entire world sees it, he did that to her multiple times. So it's like... What did he say? I want... I'm not, uh, I'm not guilty or I didn't do it. A, a bunch of stuff. Basically, you know, defamation that ultimately, as we've seen in the past, can it lead to fiscal losses in your business? And she, she was able to prove it did. That's technically defamation. But for this case, I think he's in the right. I don't think he, I don't think he can commit fraud. From my limited understanding of real estate, like that that case shouldn't have he shouldn't have been found guilty in the I, first place. I agree. That. I agree. And it was it was a jury, right? Mm, I don't remember. I have to look back on that one. Either way, I don't know if Haba represented him on. I don't think Haba represented. There him are on no one. good options up there in New York. Well, it's certainly the the worst option. I wouldn't pick the worst one, which is just not you know elect not to have a jury. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, that's a that'd, that'd be a tough call, I think. How would be a tough call between a jury where you have the possibility of twelve? Because people. the jury could be like, ah, oh, this guy used to go to prison for fifty five years. But you years. got you got twelve different people that maybe maybe it's some the of same, them would it's say the no. Same, same uh, people that uh, you statistically know, award- you're already off. You've got one guy, one judge yeah, versus twelve. Know. Statistically, you're already off. It's like I yeah, would take I my know. chances with the twelve versus the one. Who, by the way, the one you already know which way he leans. You have a better possibility with the 12. That was that was Hobbes' choice. Doesn't make sense to me unless the intent was to lose. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that's what she wants. That helps with the fundraising. Now, to lose that much, which I think the number is $370 million, and to be banned from financial, or excuse me, real estate purchases in New York for life. That seems a little bit off. That seems over. That seems over the top. Judge Ngoron already ruled that Trump committed fraud in his real estate empire, and he's expected to issue a penalty ruling Friday, according to the sources familiar with the matter. In addition to a $370 million financial penalty, James has asked Ngoron to ban Trump from New York's real estate business for life. 
Trump allies, led by Representative Elise Stefanik out of New York, have alleged that Ngoron is politically biased and that James also broke ethics rules and prosecution. Stefanik has filed complaints against both parties. I've been on weeks and weeks and weeks of trial in New York, and the corruption runs deep, Habba said. The Trump derangement syndrome, quite frankly, runs even deeper. They can't. I wouldn't even, I would not have said Trump derangement syndrome. Point out the fact of a political bias. The TDS, that's, that's unprofessional. Political bias. When you drop down to the Trump derangement syndrome, now you're getting into the nitty-gritty underbelly of political uh, back and forth, repartee, if you will. Keep it professional. It's like there is clearly a political bias here. They have come after my client because they do not like him for his political his uh, political positioning. This is clearly a witch hunt. This is unjust. It should be illegal. But this, I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'm majoring on a molehill. That, that's probably true. But either way, she's not the smartest. She is not the smartest lawyer. Other lawyers have come out and done so many videos on her that are pro-Trump lawyers saying she's an idiot. Trump never should have used her. Never. It's crazy. Well, Super Bowl shooting happens, and you know what, what, what was going to happen. What, what's gonna, what happens after a shooting? Media jumps all over it. Now we got to ban the weapons again. Got to. It's not going to happen. You're not getting the two-thirds. You're not banning it. Let's not close the border. Yeah, close the border. Let's not do that. Terrorism ruled out in Denley, Kansas City Chiefs parade shooting um, as cops cite personal dispute. Uh, the deadly shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade that killed one and injured nearly two dozen was the result of a personal dispute that exploded into violence. What? You don't say. And cops have detained three people who may be at fault, authorities said Thursday. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves emphasized that the Wednesday afternoon attack on the west side of city's landmark Union Station had nothing to do with the homegrown terrorism or violent extremism. Uh, instead, the shooting appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire, Graves told reporters at a Thursday press conference. Two of the three suspects are juveniles, she said. The department has 24 hours to either charge them or release them, Graves said. We have subjects that are detained, Graves said. We are working to determine the involvement of others, and it should be noted that we have recovered several firearms. The incident is still a very active investigation. Their bullets wounded 23 people, including nine children. The mother uh, and, and killed mother of two, Lisa Lopez Galvin, a dedicated Chiefs fan who reportedly died from a shot to the abdomen. That's so sad to hear. That sucks. Oh, that's horrible. Such a damn shame. The mass shooting ruined what was otherwise joyous celebration commemorating the Chiefs' recent Super Bowl victory of the San Francisco 49ers. Hundreds of thousands of people turned out for the parade until the gunfire sent panic crowds scurrying for cover. I'm angry at what happened today, Kansas City Police Chief Stacey Graves told reporters Wednesday. The people who came to the celebration should expect a safe environment. Because of bad actors, which are very, very few, this tragedy occurred even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers. She said, nothing, noting that there were some 800 cops deployed in the area at the time of the shooting. Heroic Chiefs fans ran down and tackled one person who may have been a gunman before cops took them into custody, according to one video making the rounds on social media. Saw that. Congrats to that gentleman going out there and actually tacking one of the shooters, tackling him to the ground. Very heroic. Good job to that. But of course, as you know, wrong people are going to get blamed. It won't be the shooters. It won't be their communities. It won't be the culture. It won't be the background. It won't be the parents. It'll be the Republicans, as per the norm. 
Republicans will go out there and they'll sit there and they'll pound their chest saying, look, it's not us. It's not the guns. It's mental health. The left will say, oh, no, it's not. It's it's the guns. It has nothing to do with mental health. Meanwhile, the left is sitting there castrating their children, cutting their dicks and tits off of little girls and little boys, trying to sleep with them, having these child-friendly drag shows, wanting to marry and fuck anything under the sun to including animals, all kinds of stuff. This is what Democrats are. And Democrats will turn around and say, it's Republicans' fault because you are endorsing guns that clearly our leftist, strain or deranged, retarded types are killing people with. Maybe Democrats shouldn't have guns. Maybe that should be the new policy. If we're going to compromise, let's start with that. Let's start with no longer selling firearms to trans people. That's going to cut out how many mass shooters we had that are trans now? Over five? Yeah. One manifesto still hasn't been released? Curious on that one. Okay. Let's go by casualty numbers. Who commits the highest amount of gun crime? Well, that'd be the black people. Stop selling them to black, right? Are we going to do that? That'd be the only way to actually enforce such a thing. You gotta have to. You're gonna have to go by the highest crime rates. Who commits the highest, and start there, or were you gonna do a blanket ban on everybody, and therefore penalize people even more so than individual communities for the actions of murderers, or you do none of the above because it doesn't make any sense to do that. To penalize entire races, entire communities, entire religions over the actions of the zealots of the crazy, that's not the way we operate. Maybe in England, maybe in Germany. Certainly not in America. We don't do it with drunk driving. One dude gets a DUI. And oh, by the way, more people are killed by drunk driving incidents than gun incidents. But we are not banning driving. Did we make it harder to get a driver's license? Did, did, did we make it harder to, to, to do that? No? Oh, okay. Just, just curious. Hmm. Weird. If you have a mental health crisis, folks, it's not the guns. Because here's the deal. If you're going to kill somebody because you're mentally deranged... You're going to find a way to do it. You're going to find a way to do it. Interesting that you did not see this much emotional um, anger, torment when it was a trans shooter. It never is. And, you know, I think I think some of the shooters in the, uh, the Chiefs one, I think they were black. Yeah. You don't really see too much attention being put on the races of the shooters, unless they're white, unless they're Christian, which in that case, oh, yeah. It's all Whitey's fault. But if it's black or minority, oh, no, 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 no. The victims would never do this. This is the victim class. They would never do that. You can't ignore this point, folks. It's right in your face every single time it happens. It's literally right there. And yet, these same spineless Republican commentators will not take it to this level. Because why? I just don't want to be accused of being racist. There's nothing racist about it. If it's a commonality that occurs and the statistics back it up, that's not racist. That's speaking the truth. And that's also giving too much credence about the thoughts and cares of leftist Democrats that I view as worse than freaking animals. They're degenerate scum. They're scum. Why would anybody care about what the left has to say about you? I don't even give a crap what MAGA has to say about me on Twitter. They hate me over there. I don't care. Got some hilarious news here. Kathy Griffin, unhinged, says, fuck Valentine's Day and fuck all you. This woman is, like, really ugly. Comedian Kathy Griffin took on social media to post an unhinged message on Wednesday reminding the public that she is getting a divorce, adding, fuck Valentine's Day and fuck all of you. Thank God I have three shows this week. I'm going to make every member of the audience my personal Valentine, regardless of sexual orientation. I don't even know what that means, 
But if I was going to one of those shows, which I'd probably have to be on my deathbed before I would ever do something like that, I'd be a little worried. Like, what, what, what does that mean? What, what is making your Valentine mean? I don't want my penis going anywhere near any part of your disgusting body. Ugh. Yeah, I can't believe she was married. I didn't know she was married. I don't know. I, who mean, I thought she was a lesbian. Yeah, I thought that too. Griffin, who filed for, for okay, Griffin, who filed for divorce from her husband Randy Bick in December, revealed over the summer that she had gotten her lips tattooed, which left her friends stunned by her swollen appearance. Wait, who is her husband? Uh, Randy Bick. Oh, I thought you said Andy Dick. Oh God, that's like uh, that makes sense. That no, that's exactly sense. the same. They do. They really do. The comedian also has been complaining and suffering from PTSD due to the massive public backlash she received uh, after she was photographed with a replica of the bloody severed head of President Donald Trump. Um, you, I don't care. I, I don't care what happens to you. Wouldn't even care if you took your own life. You're a, a pathetic human being. I'm not going to sit here and take the high road and play nice with you degenerate scum. You sit there and you hold a decapitated head of the president of the United States and you sit there and you pearl clutch and cry when you get so much media backlash because you clearly crossed the line and you want to sit there and play the victim because of the repercussions of your actions? No, doesn't doesn't fly with me. That's why you need a better man in your life to tell you to shut the fuck up and get back in the kitchen because you're clearly too stupid to make rational decision making on your own. And God, it's going to have to be a concern. And this is why, this is why it's, it's, it's an impossible scenario because liberal men aren't going to do it. And you don't date conservative men because conservative guys say either, look, bitch, here's what happens. Get the fuck in the kitchen and shut the fuck up. Delete your Twitter account because you're too fucking stupid. You can't handle it. And a conservative guy would never date her. So she's never going to get fixed. She's going to keep dating these beta soy boy liberal cuck types. And they're going to keep wanting to get their dick wet. And they're going to tell what she wants to hear. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, oh, you're, you're the victim here. Versus a strong, independent dude that's going to look at us like, no, you're not a victim. You're stupid. Stop being stupid. You don't have friends in your lives that actually help you make smart decisions. You have enablers. And that's why your types are usually very unattractive, very obese, and you blame everything on everybody else except yourself. And frankly, I think white America, we're tired of it. We're so tired. Why do I say white America? Because we get blamed for everything. Oh, my God. She's 62. Her husband was 44. Ugh. Ugh. the hell? Ugh. And Kristen Stewart shocks with Rolling Stone cover posing in jockstrap. Gayest thing you've ever seen. No, you know what's gay, Kristen? Your acting skills. That's what's gay. You've got none. You sit here and you pose in this thing of like, I'm breaking the gender norms. No, you're just a lesbian. And thank God, because quite honestly, dudes don't want you. You are not a good looking woman. Your acting skills are quite atrocious. I don't know who you had to bang to get to where you're at today, because it's certainly not off of the skill of your acting, and it's certainly not from your looks. It was probably a Weinstein type of deal. I'm being completely serious on that one. It was probably something to that effect. I wouldn't doubt it. Why? Look at her. What skills does that thing possess? Because it's certainly not acting. And it's certainly not looks. What is it? Even, I, could, I, could, I didn't even watch Twilight. But just the clips I saw is just like, dude, those CGI beasts or whatever have better acting skills than her in that movie. She just... She looks like she's just kind of like, I don't know. Ugh. Duh. Just, how do you replicate someone like that? She's just stupid. She's just, she's just stupid. It's crazy to me. She does this Rolling Stone cover. 
looking gay as AIDS, apparently. That's the, that's the goal. I'm looking gay. Look at gay. Well, explain to me what looking gay actually means. You want a jock strap? That just means you're dressing in a weird way because you don't have testicles. You know, something just struck me. Did you have to wear a jock strap in gym class growing uh, up? Just in football because we wore a cup. We went to gym and we had to wear jock straps under our gym shorts. No. But we didn't play football and there wasn't a cup. It was just a jock strap. I don't know why we did that. I don't know what, because it just dawned on me. Sounds like something pedophilia going I, on there. Well, the coaches weren't watching us putting them on. But still, did anybody else deal with that? When you when you grew up and you had to go to gym class, did they uh, they give you like the the jock straps and stuff? They had a big big barrel of them. They were like freshly washed. No, you just we had to bring one. them in. We had our own. Like every, we, they nah. didn't hand them out. That's no, weird. Not for us. No. It was uh, it was like communal. But they were all washed. They were all clean. They wouldn't give you dirty ones. Sure. I would hope not. <laughs> Nobody dealt with that. Maybe that's a Texas thing. I don't know. Growing up, this we had to do, which I, I think back now, it's like, what was the point of that? They didn't support us. They didn't have the cups in them. They were just the jockstrap shell. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard That's of that. about the most worthless thing ever. I, yeah. yeah. But either way, she uh, she wore one of those without the cup. And apparently, it's the gayest thing ever, she says. Twilight star Kristen Stewart graced the latest cover of Rolling Stone. God forbid they put a musician. Yeah, it's Rolling Stone, right? God forbid you put a musician. God forbid you put somebody that's actually attractive and fit on, you know, Sports Illustrated. But no, it's usually a fat woman that's ugly and disgusting, not attractive at all. And you put her on there because why? We want to make them feel included. Included in what? It's Sports Illustrated. Sports being physical activity. She clearly doesn't. Clearly. And that's why your, your publications are in the toilet. Nobody wants to buy your crap anymore. Time Magazine will throw any schmuck on the cover of their, their, their crap articles. Rolling Stone puts, like, lesbians on theirs. Who can't act, by the way. Stewart came out as gay in a Saturday Night Live opening monologue in 2017. Oh, you don't say. She's gay. Really? You didn't, you, didn't think Chris, you didn't think she was gay back in the day? Like, come on. She has this look about her that she looks a little bit more masculine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look effeminate. She's not attractive at all. I'm sorry. She's really not. There isn't a thing that woman could do to like ever seduce me. I would just look at her. It's like, you've got this deadness in your eyes. It's probably because you're a liberal. Probably. <laughs> get those dead eyes. Just get those dead eyes. I'm sorry. I think Dracula would be more like lively than you. She wants the cover image to send a clear message. Hypersexualized left of Andro and flipping the gender script. Oh, the bravery. Oh, how noble. So much bravery. In this leftist, progressive, degenerate American society, you go on the cover of a liberal magazine and you take a photo shoot in a very well-protected area where everybody's going to praise you and it's so brave. Okay, fair enough. Go do it in Afghanistan and then I'll consider you brave. Until then, shut the fuck up. You're not special and you can't fucking act. You cannot act. I don't even know why you're there. You're a waste of space. You're a waste of life. You're a waste of time. And you're a waste of Rolling Stones magazine cover. I'm trying to flip the gender script on the fact that you can wear a jock strap and you don't have testicles. Yeah, that makes fucking sense. Yeah, I'm gonna flip the script because I'm gonna I'm gonna guy that's gonna wear a bra and I don't have breasts. Yeah, way to way to stick it to those that that don't like you. You see, this is what they do. This is what the left does too. 
You fabricate this enemy that doesn't exist. Look at all these beta males that are intimidated by Taylor Swift's success. Oh, yeah, you don't like that, do you? Yeah, you just throw it in their face all the time. Or it's just common sense dudes that are just like, look, I just want to watch some football without this tween bullshit in my fucking feed. Can I, can I just watch a game, please? Just one game. And what do feminists do? What do liberals do? Oh, you're just intimidated by a powerful, strong woman. Okay, fair enough. What if we took a woman's sporting event that hardly anybody ever watches? Because why? Because frankly, women in sports are boring as fuck. But let's just say we wanted to go watch your Megan Rapahoe, you know, could clearly bomb out of the final, you know, playoff game because that's what she does. And all we do is we keep showing you shots of some dude that is just say like, let's just see he's, he's a Republican uh, politician. Let's go with that, right? Republican politician. You cool with that? Always in your feed. Maybe Megan suddenly isn't gay anymore, and she goes for somebody like Matt Gates, who I truly believe is gay. I think he's gay. He's got that look. He's got that. He's got the pedo look in his eyes. Anyway, yikes. Say like she goes for Matt Gates, and then all you see is Matt Gates, Matt Gates, Matt Gates. Then you feminists be like, I'm tired of seeing this. I just want to watch some soccer without this whole thing of Matt Gates. What are you? You intimidated by successful, strong, independent Republican men? Is that it? You see how this works? You see how this works? I'm not intimidated by Taylor Swift. What's to be intimidated by? She's clearly very successful. She clearly has a very lucrative career. Good for you. Yeah. You could die tomorrow. I won't give a fuck. I'm not. I care more about Toby Keith than you. What's it? What's to be intimidated by? Except if it's football, I kind of want to watch some football that, by the way... You empowered feminists are not playing. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You don't because you can't. Because you can't stack up against a 350-pound linebacker. I don't care how much testosterone you and how much of your, your boobs you cut off. You'll be a fucking pancake. Pancake. You imagine? Oh, I, would, I would love to see that. Give me some trans men in there. Oh, oh, my God. I would actually watch that league. I would watch that. Why? Why? Because it's still dudes pretending to be women, or excuse me, it's women pretending to be dudes getting absolutely crushed, therefore confirming the gender differences. And they wouldn't, they can't have that. I mean, have you ever noticed? If you notice this, folks, they walk right up until the line saying, we should have the right to do this. But you don't, because if you did, suddenly men are faster, they're stronger, they're bigger, they're gonna outmaneuver you, they're gonna put you into the ground. And then it confirms the fact that you were wrong all along. It's already in. It's already in fighting, by the way. Then you see that ex Green Beret dude that cop cut his dick off, like gave the one female a concussion. This dude, a Green Beret, beat the brakes off a woman. And then suddenly it's like, wait, oh wait a minute, um, maybe we're wrong. I'm oh no 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 no, not at all, not at all. You wanted him in your sports. You got him. You got him. You got him. Now take your beatings. Take your beatings. She just reaffirmed the patriarchy. Great job. Great job. Last, but most certainly not least, uh, the heroes of the shooting. Massachusetts couple volunteers to host, or excuse me, I'm sorry, this is a different article. Uh, I saw this one was just freaking hilarious. Uh, Massachusetts couple volunteers to host migrants. Four show up in an hour later. We really knew nothing. You don't know who these people are. You don't know if they have drugs. You don't have the guns. You don't know what culture they come from. You don't know what they believe in. You don't know. You don't know what this is. You are taking citizens from around the world that may have an entirely different definition of what is socially acceptable. 
and you're bringing them into your house and expecting them to adhere to your cultural traditions. How could this possibly go wrong, Josh? How could it possibly go wrong? Oh, it won't. A Massachusetts couple who volunteered their home. Uh, okay. Chris and Jessica Stokes opened their border or their Brooklyn mass uh, family home to a family of four migrants from Chile after seeing photos of hundreds of illegal immigrants sleeping overnight inside a terminal at Boston Logan International Airport. After the state's newest migrant specific shelter in Roxbury reached its 400 person capacity in less than a week, many look for shelter at the airport. The Stokes, new guests, a couple and their two young children, have been staying overnight at Logan Airport before being sent to stay at their new accommodation. Uh, the family is lovely. They're, uh, they are so appreciative. It's been wonderful, Jessica Stokes told the outlet. Um, the program was set up for community members to support newly arrived migrant families by donating money for food, clothes, language, tutoring, and even sheltering for them. The Stokes were thrown off guard amid the quick turnaround time from signing up to having the family of four arrive at their front door. I was like, I have to get sheets on the beds. How many people are coming? Where are they from? What ages? We really knew nothing. And you have children? You, you have children? I'm sorry. Does that not set off any parenting bells whatsoever? If you're a mother or a father and you have no idea who these people are, where they're coming from, I mean, they literally admit that. And you're going to say, well, I feel bad, so I'm going to open my doors to people that are coming from across the world whom we have no idea who these people are, by the way. I mean, I'm sorry. At that point, you deserve. You deserve what you get. Yeah. If they steal from you, if they rape you, if they murder you, you deserve it for being stupid, and you're going to learn. You will learn. Folks, it's already happening. It's already happening. But you know what? I don't see conservatives doing this, and good for them. I wouldn't host them either. Hell no. You came here illegally. It is what it is. You're on your own. If anything, politicians should yes. open up their homes. There you go. Yeah. And take in as many as they can. I agree with that. Yep. Every Democrat up there. Open your open your uh open your gated communities up. Pelosi's. Come on. Schumer's, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. All right, folks. We gotta bounce. We gotta jump on this call. We appreciate you being here today. If you enjoyed today's show, go over to locals, support us there. We greatly appreciate that. Hit, it, hit the share button, hit the like button, leave a comment below. It helps us with the algorithm over on Rumble. Thank you over on Kick, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. God bless you. Make sure you go follow me at John, or not John Burke on Twitter. Uh, you got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great night. And as always, you stay savage, America. <laughs>